The New Jersey Devils signed a young player from Finland to an entry-level deal. And also, let's talk about some goalies, shall we? Let's talk about Connor Halbuck. Let's talk about Marc-Andre Fleury, Marty Brodeur, and also Carter Hart. How do all those goalies correlate with one another? Well, it involves the second overall pick. What do I mean by that? Well, you might want to stick around because buckle up. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. It's a goalie bonanza. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils Podcast. You're on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Man, it feels as though the draft is right around the corner, but I got to keep telling myself that it's still nearly two months away. It'll take place the day before my birthday, so just giving you guys that early heads up. But for today's episode, we got some prospect news and also another take when it comes to the second overall pick. I know you guys might be a little tired of me discussing it, but come on, this pick could potentially be huge for the Devils organization moving forward. So to kick off today's episode, let's talk about the new blood signing for the New Jersey Devils. So at the time of recording, the New Jersey Devils revealed that they signed Tapias Villian to an entry-level deal. Here's what the press release stated in regards to the signing. So as previously stated, the New Jersey Devils signed defenseman Tapias Villian, the club's fifth-round draft pick, and the 129th overall selection in the 2021 NHL draft to a three-year entry-level contract starting in 2022-2023 regular season. It has been confirmed that Villian will attend the New Jersey Devils development camp this summer. The announcement was made by Executive Vice President and General Manager Tom Fitzgerald. Villian played in 50 games this past season for Laden, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, in Finland's top professional ice hockey league and tallied six assists. It's worth mentioning that he was the youngest rostered player for the Lati Pelicans' 2021-2022 campaign. Additionally, Villian played in three postseason games with the Pelicans during their playoff run. He represented his country in the World Under-17 Hockey Challenge in 2020 and the International Ice Hockey Federation's Under-18 World Junior Championship in 2021. In the 2021 World Junior Championship, Villian served as an assistant captain and collected four assists. So... Here's my thing about Villian. Um, when the news was told to me by my buddy Jersey Joe, I quite honestly just had a straight face. I was just like, well, okay. You know, I, I guess it's great to have another defenseman because I told you guys the stats. He literally has no offense to him. So we're just going to get uh, a defensive-minded type of player. But if he's anything like Siegenthaler, where he has to rely on like sort of the advanced analytics to show how consistent he can be, I don't really expect really much from this kid because – um, there, there's just nothing that really impresses me about him. I've seen you guys react to it on Twitter. A lot of you don't even know who he is. So quite honestly, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know a lot about the kid, but I will definitely give him a chance. And, you know, we can always use some defense, but, you know, Jersey Joe even told me that the one thing you could expect from this kid is just having that defensive-minded style of play. So once again, you know, we love Jonas Siegenthaler, and Jonas Siegenthaler provides little to no offense, and he's one of our more consistent defensemen. So if uh, Villian is able to just be sort of a Jonas Siegenthaler type of player where if he's not going to provide any offense, then, you know, at least maybe he could shut it down on the defensive side of things. Jersey Joe was, you know, passing me along all this information in regards to his style of play and like I said there's just nothing that really impresses me about him but 
Um, Jersey Joe said that he's excited for his shutdown defense, but the thing about uh, projections while we're still on the topic of that, his star probability was at one time 3%, now it's dropped down to 1%, and his NHL probability, uh, it was once at 21%, and it dropped down to 7%. So um, we'll see uh, what his overall development has in store, but uh, signed his entry-level deal, and um, I guess the New Jersey Devils saw something in him uh, that we haven't been able to see quite yet. Obviously, he was playing overseas. He was playing in Finland, so we don't have too much information on him. But the one thing I could say is that, you know, I'll give Tapias Villian a chance, and hopefully he is able to provide that shutdown type of defense. And I, I just want to make things clear. I am not trying to pass up on the kid at all because uh, Lord knows that we've gotten lucky when we've drafted relatively low because, like I said, he was a fifth-round draft pick. He was drafted 129th overall. So if you want to look at players who were drafted relatively low in the New Jersey Devils organization and, you know, panned out pretty well for themselves, look at someone like Jesper Bratt or uh, Yegor Sharangovich. They have done, you know, uh, fairly well uh, for the most part. But the one concern I have for him is that, you know, we, we talk about the Sasquatch squad uh, for the New Jersey Devils because, you know, we have big defensemen. You got someone like Dougie Hamilton, who is really tall. You got Jonas Siegenthaler, who is the epitome of just being a Sasquatch, just a big guy. But, you know, at the same time, he does little things correctly. And then, you know, Ryan Graves, you know, we, we have all these like big defensemen. But the one concern I have for Villian is his height and his weight because he's six foot one and he weighs 194 pounds. So the main question I have for him is kind of similar to like Riley Walsh and Colton White and also Ty Smith, which is will they be big enough to compete on our blue line? Because you look at someone like Mason Gearston, he uh, stands six foot four, weighs 227 pounds. Ryan Graves is six foot five, weighs 220. Dougie Hamilton is six foot six, 230. Damon Severson, six foot two, 205. Jonas Siegenthaler, six foot two, a staggering 218. And then PK Subban stands six foot, but he weighs 210 pounds. So uh, Ty Smith did struggle this season. And then uh, Riley Walsh is still uh, just trying to uh, find himself as a player. He was able to make his NHL debut towards the end of the season. And I have big hopes for the kid. Colton White, kind of the same kind of issue. But overall, I think that uh, Vivian could potentially do something. But I, I don't have my hopes up. I, I'm not really going to expect much from the kid. But uh, it's nice to have another defenseman in our prospect pipeline. And maybe Jersey Joe can help enlighten me in regards to, um, you know, what he could potentially provide for New Jersey Devils. But ultimately, you know, he's still young. He still has a lot of uh, room to grow. He's only 19 years of age. Uh, he just had a birthday. So he could definitely do what Shakir Mukamadulin did, which is gain some weight. But that's my overall main thing for Villian, which is if he wants to come over to uh, the NHL side of town and uh, try to be the shutdown defenseman that my sources are telling me that he needs to gain some weight in order to be effective. So anyway, Tobias Villian uh, signed his entry-level deal with the New Jersey Devils once again. And before we talk about the second overall pick, I want to give you guys uh, the next live read, and it comes from a partner that has a product that I literally use every day. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted to be healthier. I wanted to be happier. Sometimes I have trouble sleeping at night. Uh, my body's a temple, and I got to start treating it as such. And you're probably thinking to yourself, well, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, 
probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. So here's the thing. It's a, it's a lifestyle that's friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality, and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one of the things that's the best with Athletic Greens. It uses best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So here's the thing. Right now, it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now the second library comes from our friends at betonline.com. Net. So our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, MLB season, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, scores, fights, and even the next NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Lockdown Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so let's talk about the second overall pick and what not to do with it. So, AllAboutTheJersey.com recently released an article in regards to the pick and goalie situation that the Devils have, and I kind of agree with their assessment, but first let me give you guys sort of a backstory as to why I want to use this as a talking point in today's episode. So for the past few days, I've been talking about all sorts of outcomes and scenarios that the New Jersey Devils can do with the second overall pick. Obviously, it seems like you guys are pretty set on keeping the pick. I'm not saying you guys are, are wrong, but I'm just saying from my point of view that it wouldn't hurt Tom Fitzgerald in the front office to potentially see what they could get with that second overall pick because I said a few episodes ago that the higher pick that the New Jersey Devils had, then the more likely that it would be easier to trade for a big name uh, target. So some names that come to mind that I've been seeing in the rumor mill for New Jersey Devils are Timo Meyer, Matthew Kachuk, possibly Quinn Hughes once again. Obviously, I talked about Kevin Fiala in yesterday's episode. I put out a poll on Locked On Devils Twitter page, and it seems like you guys are big on the New Jersey Devils trying to call up the Calgary Flames and trying to get Matthew Kachuk, which, by the way, Tom Fitzgerald and Matthew Kachuk are cousins from what I remember, so they definitely have a family connection. So there's that. There could be a little bit of nepotism, but digressing a little bit, you guys are set for the most part, unless it's like a huge name player that can shapeshift our organization overnight and can potentially just you know be a better player than Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and also Jesper Bratt. You guys are set on just trying to use the second overall pick to maybe get Nemish or Slavkovsky, whatever the case might be. Not saying, once again, I'm not saying you guys are wrong, but I do uh, just want to see what the New Jersey Devils could potentially do with it. Just explore all possible avenues. Now, when talking about the second overall pick, someone actually brought to my attention on Twitter yesterday saying, shouldn't the New Jersey Devils focus on goaltending? And to that person, I responded by saying, yes, that, that is theoretically true. The one, one of the main issues, if it wasn't like 
Um, the special team execution was goaltending like in between the pipes for a New Jersey Devils. But the reason I don't really talk about the goaltending issues as much for a New Jersey Devils is just because they just had a string of bad luck. So we lost Mackenzie Blackwood. We lost Jonathan Bernier. Blackwood was our starter. Bernier was our backup. So we just lost our tandem goalie options right there. So I believe the New Jersey Devils had to use seven goalies throughout the course of the season just to have some help at the position. Um, and obviously, I get that goaltending was a huge red flag for New Jersey Devils. But the reason why I'm not saying use the second overall pick at, in a trade to possibly get a top-notch goalie is because I really feel as though when it comes to the goaltending position, out of all the players on the rank, they have like the least amount of years in them because you're rarely going to find a goalie who is able to reach their mid-30s and still be as effective as they once were a few years ago. So I feel as though someone like Jack Hughes, the older he gets, he, it's going to be like fine wine, which is like he'll just continue to get better. Same with Nico Heischer and Jesper Bratt. I feel like with goalie, there's other circumstances to try to help out the situation. So I remember I did a silly season episode, I believe a couple of months ago, in regards to like Marc-Andre Fleury and also Jack Campbell. I talked about maybe you can convince Marc-Andre Fleury to come to New Jersey if the New Jersey Devils are able to shapeshift their roster and organization to the point where we're just one piece away, which is the goalie position from, you know, making some noise in the NHL. You can possibly convince Marc-Andre Fleury to come over to the to New Jersey to try to help us out. It's a long shot. It's a far-fetched idea. I'm not trying to give you guys any false hope, but I'm just saying that's sort of a circumstance that you can use, or you can look at someone like the Toronto Maple Leafs organization because they have so many good players, but at the same time, they can't pay every single player. So I talked about Jack Campbell, maybe not during the course of this playoffs, but he's a pretty good goalie, and I don't think the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be able to pay him. So uh, I think his stock is actually going down since he's not performing all too hot in the playoffs. But, you know, uh, nonetheless, he's still a good goalie, and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, similar to Marc-Andre Fleury. So maybe you try to convince um, uh, Jack Campbell to come over to New Jersey because I, I think uh, if the Toronto Maple Leafs offer him any money, it's not going to be what he's particularly looking for. So once again, I'm going to touch on all about the Jersey.com's article momentarily, but they're pretty much saying what I'm saying in this regards, which is the goaltending issue is, yes, it's an issue. It's a red flag, but at the same time, I don't think it's worth trading away the second overall pick to try to get better in that category because I feel as though with that second overall pick, they could give us like, you know, 10 or so years because Jack Hughes is definitely going to give us 10 years. Nico Heizer is the same way. And then you look at Jesper Bratt, I'm sure he's destined to spend 10 years with the organization, but we're not going to get another Marty Brodeur where we're going to get a long-term goalie like that because Marty Brodeur comes once every blue moon. It, it's not going to happen too often because Marty Brodeur had a lengthy career. His only, only blemish was uh, going to the St. Louis Blues in the final year of his career. But still, digressing a little bit, we're not going to get another Marty Brodeur, if that makes sense, because that doesn't come around too often. So let's talk about the all about the Jersey.com's article real quick and, and go over what they're basically saying. So verbatimly from their article, they said that the possibility of going after one of the big name goalies speculated to be available. The headliner of the group would clearly be Connor Hellebuck. He's a top five goalie in the NHL and has been for a few years. He falls into the category of players that have tricked their organizations into thinking their rosters are better than they actually are. Uh, so would it be a bad idea to trade for him? And here's where all about the Jersey.com really hit the nail on the head. 
This will be the theme of this post. He's going to be 29 at the end of the month. He probably does have some mileage left and he seems pretty durable. But here's the thing. There's no guarantee that will be the case going forward. The way the goaltending position is played is incredibly hard on the body. We know that uh, with Mackenzie Blackwood and Corey Schneider and very few players last into their mid thirties and are still healthy and or effective. So according to the statistics, work on aging curves and goalies shows that 30 is where you really start to see a decline in performance at the position. And Devils fans don't have to dig too far back to know how quickly things could go downhill for even an elite goalie after an injury or two. On top of this, the Devils have to think long-term in net. They need a solution now, but if they only think about now, they'll be in the same position two to three years from now dealing with the same problem. So it's the same issue that we have with Mackenzie Blackwood, which is he's supposed to be a long-term solution, but unfortunately he's going down the same path as Corey Schneider, which is we only really rely on him and the injuries are starting to get to him. And while I still have faith in him, his career is declining just a bit. So I agree with all about the jersey.com wholeheartedly in this regards because if we were to go after someone like Connor Hellebuck, how many years could he realistically provide for us? Now, I, Hellebuck has had a fantastic career so far. He's a two-time All-Star, and he was a Vesna Trophy winner back in 2020, and he has been fantastic with the Winnipeg Jets. But, you know, it goes back to that question, how many years could he realistically provide for us, and does that really make us a playoff team? Well, maybe it can make us like a wild card team if we have decent goalie and then you know, we stick with the roster that we have for the most part. Yes. And, you know, I, I do have the utmost faith that the New Jersey Devils could potentially get back into the wild card position. But ultimately, like, you know, would it be would we really be satisfied if we make one uh, playoff appearance and then we're in the same position that we were uh, just a few years ago? No, I, I personally think that's, you know, going in the opposite direction. And if that's the case, if someone offers me like, you know, hey, we can potentially get a decent goalie and then try to sneak our way back into the playoffs, but we're going to have to give up the second overall pick. I am picking the second overall pick every day and twice on Sundays because I would much rather stick with a player that could potentially give us similar to Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer and possibly Jesper Bratt, which is 10 years with the organization, not two to three years where we're just a, you know, below average team or we're there on the cut line and, you know, we get to the playoffs, but we have no realistic chance of making a deep playoff run. That's not what I want. I would like to get back to the wild card, but with, uh, with the roster that we have currently, so that way we can build upon that, not completely destroy it. So let's not get greedy here. Now, I did talk about it a couple days ago in, in the episode with Jersey Joe. I was mostly just trying to pick his brains and see where he was at with uh, the second overall pick. But ultimately, guys, if we are going to trade uh, that second overall pick, I want an established player, yes. But I want a player who can you know, give us many mileage and many years because let, let, let's just think of this from a hypothetical standpoint. Let's say that Marc-Andre Fleury has two years left on his contract and we use that second overall pick to trade for him because the Chicago Blackhawks were going in full rebuild. So let's just go before the trade deadline and let's say we had the second overall pick. I know it's a little confusing right now, but just bear with me. I would be ticked off if Tom Fitzgerald were to uh, trade that uh, pick to get Marc-Andre Fleury because it doesn't make any sense because it's just like Marc-Andre Fleury is aging. He talked about retiring just recently. So, you know, why are we using that second overall pick? It really doesn't make any sense. So I, I, I just feel as though that we got to stick with uh, what we got right now. And then if an opportunity to get like Timo Meyer or maybe Matthew Kachuk, Quinn Hughes on the defensive side of things, 
uh, not Kevin Fiala with the second overall pick. But if an opportunity presents itself for us to better our roster, then, you know, do it smart. But don't get too greedy if that makes sense. So I want to give another example of maybe a young goalie who had potential, but at the same time is still too much of a wild card. Let's look at our rival, the Philadelphia Flyers, and let's look at Carter Hart, shall we? So uh, a few years ago, I believe prior to the 2020-2021 season, people were talking about that Hart is going to take his career to the next level. He has a lot of potential. They like what he saw uh, during the 2019-2020 campaign in which he was able to have a goals against average of 2.42, and he had a pretty respectable record of 24 13 and 3 and he had a save percentage of 914 so a lot of people were saying that Carter Hart is going to take the Flyers to the next level they had a lot of faith in him but then come the 2020-2021 season his career went like in a similar to Mackenzie Blackwood you know different circumstance but it, it started to climb mightily because he had a save percentage of 877 a goals against average of 3.67 and he had a record of 9 11 and 5 so Carter Hart was definitely uh, talked about in the opposite direction after that season and then this past year uh, he improved a little bit, but, you know, when you have a goals against average of 3.67 and a save percentage of 877, there's really nowhere else to go but up. So he had a goals against average of 3.16, a save percentage of 905, and he had a record of 13, 24, and 7. Now, let's look at uh, this from a different perspective. Let's see, let, let's look at Connor Hart after the 2019-20 season. So we know this with Mackenzie Blackwood, which is young goalies still have a lot of room to develop and grow. We, we, we We've been seeing this all year with like Nico Dawes, Akira Schmidt, and the many other goalies that we had to employ. But nonetheless, you guys get where I'm going with this, which is, you know, if we were to trade for like a young goalie with a lot of upside and could possibly provide us all those years, there's no guarantee that their future is that bright. Because like I said, a player like Marty Brodeur comes once every blue moon where they're, you know, playing like... 15 or something years with one organization, it's really not going to happen. And then looking at someone like Hart, it's just like, it's so impressive how his career just declined after just a couple years. Uh, you know, he's still very young. He was one of the uh, youngest goalies in the league. I, I believe he was the youngest. So, you know, he still has a lot of room to develop and grow. But you, you guys get where I'm going with this, which is, you know, trading for an older goalie doesn't really guarantee us anything. Trading for a young goalie really doesn't get us anything either because nothing is really guaranteed when it comes when it comes to the goaltending situation. And we're not going to get another Marty Brodeur, someone who's like playing their entire career with one organization and still has all that consistency and mileage. Because remember, Brodeur was able to get an extension when he was a little past his prime. And, you know, the New Jersey Devils didn't really have to do it because they had already won a couple championships and they could have just let him walk. But Ultimately, guys, you know, that's the point I'm just trying to make, which is like, you know, when it comes to goalies, it's just a little it's a little unpredictable. And I just feel as though it's in the best interest just to stick with that second overall pick or maybe trade it for like a bona fide player who can provide a lot of years and provide a good amount of impact for years to come on the defensive side of things or the offensive side of things. So once again, sticking to like Kachuk, Meyer, or maybe Hughes, whatever the case might be. So let me know what you guys think. What should the New Jersey Devils not do with the second overall pick? Like, what is something you do not want them to uh, to do with it? Like, is there a particular player you don't want to see them trade for it? Or do you just want them to stick with it? So like I said, I, I, I still believe that the New Jersey Devils should just explore their options. But in my opinion, that's something they should not do with the pick. Do not call the lines to find a decent goalie. We can find that during unrestricted free agency. We can find that uh, via a 
another trade whatever the case might be but we don't need to use the second overall pick so let me know what you guys think and as for today's episode that's all the time i have for you so continue to stay safe have a wonderful day new jersey go devils and i'll catch you guys in the next episode thanks for listening once again